The space you make today will make way for your future creative life. Hi, I'm your host, Christina Hubbard, and this is the Creative and Free Podcast, where creative hearts come fully alive to the pursuit of joy. This is episode 26. Today, I'm talking about creativity, how to make space for it, and five ways to reignite that energy when you've run out. This month, I'll be sharing my podcast values. These are ideals near to my heart that sparked the podcast in the beginning. It's a short break from the artist interviews in which I hope you can get to know me a little bit better and what drives this podcast. A quick reminder, please go to iTunes and leave a star rating and review for the podcast. It takes two minutes and I will send you a shout out on the next podcast. So let's dig into creativity a bit. The door was wooden, nothing fancy. The room beyond its threshold was basic at best. Two twin beds with outdated floral coverlets, the kind you'd see in a Motel 6. A sparse wooden desk with a mirror and a few books. A spacious but no-frills bathroom, hospital style and blinds on the window that barely closed. I was at a writing workshop at a retreat center in Mississippi. My room was a space, the place I was to inhabit that week, but not a space I felt inspired in, clearly. After a survey of my room and putting my luggage away, I switched my perspective by looking out of the doorway by which I entered. There I saw tall grassy fields, trees turning gold, and a gazebo overlooking it all that said there was something to be found beyond what I could see now. Maybe you look into your life and see a drab room. I feel the same many days. The central challenge right now is how to make space for the creative gladness we require in order to create. This podcast is all about giving artists confidence and motivation to arrange their lives to do their art and to reveal God's glory to the world. It stands for a well-functioning life, cultivated and shaped by creative rhythms that restore and empower through story, celebration, rest, and play. A creative life is about making space to receive sustenance from God, the ultimate creator. It's an act of co-creation. If creativity is the act of making something new and original, then whatever I make is a mark of God's divine imagination formed within me. It has God's unique fingerprint and mine. When I participate in life with the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I join in a beautiful original dance. Creativity is a sacred act in which we participate in the act of creation like and with our God. Lucy Shaw says, I think God created us to be creators. I'm created to create. And I love the word poem. Poema means something that is made. And that's our task. And it's a task to name things, the beauties of the world around us, to bring them into focus, to reflect something that we have discovered, that we want someone else to discover, perhaps for the first time. I love that. In order to name beauties, To be a discoverer and a sharer of art, we must have space.
let's think about space making for a minute. Time, energy, idea formation, room to make, fuel to refine. I think we all realize we need this to do what we love as artists, but what do we do when our lives are constricted as they are right now with stress upon stress, fear upon fear, anxiety upon anxiety? How do we create an unstimulated, unstimulating, even restricting spaces? I ask a few of you on Instagram how you create when you feel stuck, which feels a bit like that room made me feel. You said reading aloud, listening to music, remembering it's a new day, and my favorite, forsaking the laundry for stolen moments at the park. These are all ways that help you to feel more creative and to spark that. Those are moments of receiving creative gifts, which is vital to any work that we want to do. George MacDonald wrote, a poet is a man who is glad of something and tries to make other people glad of it too. The same goes for artists of all kinds. First, I have to be glad of something. And if I'm not glad of much right now, then it's my job to go and find that gladness. So how is your gladness these days? When I went to that workshop in Mississippi through the Collegeville Institute, I was so thrilled to go, but truthfully, I hadn't written anything in months. My creativity was dry as bone. I was in a season of extreme pouring out as a caregiver, and it was taking its emotional toll on every aspect of my life. My gladness was small, but aching for a moment to run free in those fields and those woods. My room wasn't the space I needed. The outdoors was. How can we cultivate creativity in a season of deprivation, stuckness, and suffering? How can we plant gardens when it's winter? There's two things about a door. One, it has to be open to receive you. And two, you have to be open to walk through it. So let's ask ourselves. Is my door ajar? How open am I today to God's creativity? That's openness. But then we can ask, am I ready to receive from the ultimate creator? How's my heart? Is it open? Is there space enough to welcome the poema? How do we go about this becoming open to receive creativity as a gift? The first idea I have for you is this. Fill your cup with beauty so you overflow beauty. Imagine holding a glass of water in your hand. Without tipping it over and assuming it is full, how do you keep it that way, full? And how do you get it to overflow? Well, you can't tip it, so the best way, the only way I know how, is to take a pitcher to continuously fill it from above so the cup is being filled and water sloshes over the rim. Take in the good, the true, and the beautiful by what you read, what you watch, what you listen to. If you want to be a great photographer, study great photos. If you want to be a painter, Visit great paintings. 
The challenge right now is toxicity, anxiety, all the tension and defensiveness that is in our society. What do we do? Well, we pivot. We choose the good, the true, and the beautiful. When I was at that writing workshop, I was able to sit by a pond and soak up the sound of the fall leaves crackling in the wind. I was able to read some good writers like Frederick Beekner. I ate amazing home-cooked food. So I was able to surround myself with things and people that inspired me to be a better me. I even remember one of my fellow workshop participants rearranged her room so that it inspired her to write. She invited me in for a cold drink and I sat down and I was like, what's different? And she said, I had to rearrange it so that I felt like writing in here. It was more spacious and more beautiful. The second thing you can do is move. Move so the creativity will flow. It takes action to ignite the flame. So copy a line of good poetry before you try writing a poem. Maybe go walk the dog. Robert Benson has a great term that he uses called flaneuring. It's a French word that means strolling and meandering without any aim, except to admire and to people watch, to take in the world around you. Go to some quaint shops and flaneur as you people watch. Maybe go running. That's one of the things I did at that workshop. I ran, I walked, I meandered through the woods, and I even put pen to paper and wrote word after meaningless word just to get things flowing. Movement begets movement. Fill your cup with beauty so that you can overflow it. Move so the creativity will flow through you. And thirdly, find creative people and hang out with them. If I'm a writer, I find writers to talk to online or in person. If I'm an artist, I find artists to discuss art with. If I'm a musician, I have a songwriting session with someone. If I'm a dancer, I join other dancers in what they are doing. We are not meant to be alone in our art. And we are directly affected by those we are around. So why not surround ourselves with the people that inspire us? One of the greatest things about going to that workshop in Mississippi was meeting people and hearing their work. Good writers. There's so many conferences that are going online right now and they're accessible in price and in location straight to your screen. Listen to your favorite artist. If you can't attend a conference, um, soak up their work. If there are no people in your area or, um, you know, near where you are in a physical location, get on Facebook and find a group. So after we find creative people, I think this fourth thing is really important and it might seem like it goes against number two in some ways, but I think it really just goes hand in hand. Make time to sit and be. If you are feeling pressure to create, which I've been feeling a lot of pressure to create during this pandemic, putting on the brakes helps you sift through the voices in your head. 
It helps you ask, where is the pressure coming from? What really matters to me right now? What am I needing and longing for from God? When I marinate in that, I'm allowing God to speak to me softly and gently. This kind of space is a contemplative, prayerful space in which I can receive anything I need from God straight from the source of all creation. And finally, the fifth thing is one of the most important. Remember that you are a restorer and a reclaimer. You reconcile the world to God through the gifts you've been given. Every time you hang a beautiful painting, each night you spread the table with a tantalizing meal, when you arrange a bouquet just so by the window, when you read a story with a child, you are beautifying the world through simple acts of love. And right now, that may be just the work you are called to do. I haven't finished what I started working on at that workshop. I did get the groundwork started for a great project that I will continue to work on in the near future. I say that to encourage you. If you're not making right now, that's okay. If you're stuck on something you really put a lot of heart and soul into, don't be too hard on yourself. At the same time, maybe there's some margin that you haven't found yet, little spaces you didn't think you had that may start appearing as you start filling your creative tank. Five minutes in a journal, an hour after the kids go to bed is a great time to work on your thing. Turn off a show for once and order dinner out, or dinner in, I should say, instead of making it so you can have some time to work on your art. The space you make today will make way for your future creative life. You may feel like that bland room I had at the workshop or the autumn fields and the woods ripe for exploring. Either way, to stay creative during a pandemic, you have to be a door. Open yourself to receive. You also have to be a space maker, a person who rearranges her life in such a way that creativity is welcome to come in and have a long chat. Do the things that spark your gladness so that you can share the gladness. Fill up your cup with beauty so the muse can flow. Move so the creativity will move through you. Yes, that may mean staring at a blank screen or canvas for hours, but find creative people online or in person. Their good company will rub off on you. Make time to simply be. And finally, remember, you are a restorer through small acts of movement and delight. Finally, if you aren't creative today, that's okay. It will return. Make space to breathe, to let your mind wander, to wonder. Advent will be upon us soon. Make time to wonder with Jesus. Your life is a poema, something to be made. You are gladness. Thank you so much for joining me today. There's an article I wrote in my blog a while back called how to find creativity when yours feels sapped. There's also a great interview about creativity spurring us through unsettled times that uh, ignited some of my ideas for today's podcast. 
It includes uh, comments from Lucy Shaw and songwriter Andrew Peterson, and it's facilitated by Carolyn Ahrens, who has been on the podcast. I will link to both my blog article and that interview in the show notes for you. Don't forget to leave a star rating and a review for the podcast. I'm trying to grow this podcast and such a simple thing really does help make it more visible out there. I made it super easy for you. Click on the link to Apple Podcasts or iTunes as you may know it in the show notes. Go to Christina Hubbard to find more great content and other artist interviews. Join me next time as we talk about the power of courage to bring honesty and redemption to creative spaces. Until then, in the words of John O'Donohue, may you live this day compassionate in heart, clear in word, gracious in awareness, courageous in thought, generous in love.